Welcome to the Razan Worship Songwriting Podcast, episode 76. I'm Joel Payne. I'm Sam Hargreaves. And this is a podcast to equip and inspire grassroots songwriters serving their local church. In this episode, we'll be dissecting the classic song, Open the Eyes of My Heart, by Paul Balosh, and previewing the next cycle of the 12 Song Challenge, which kicks off in April. 12 Song Challenge, season four. It is season four, isn't it? Yeah. And welcome to anyone who's joined us because they're like, what is this 12 Song Challenge you speak of? Maybe your friend has sent you a, a link saying... This is the podcast you should listen to to learn about the 12 Song Challenge. So, hi. Hi. Um, Sam, tell them something about yourself. I'm Sam Hargreaves. I live in Luton in England, and I run a thing called Engage Worship with my wife, Sarah, and we provide resources and training for creative worship in the local church. And um, that's me, really. I love your... um hopefulness that we're going to have an international audience to this that you had to throw in that you live in england <laughs> i live on the planet earth i am a to all citizen. of our alien uh, listeners lovely and i am joel uh joel Payne, and i'm i head up Razan worship and um we write songs we work with songwriters and try to just be generally good guys around the place so we are absolutely thrilled to have you with us if you're new um, and if you're not, well, you are also welcome, all of you who are veterans of these things. Um, Sam, how's the how's lockdown treating you? It's all right. You know, I think, like everyone in the world, lockdown three is... Uh, a disappointing sequel. It is a very disappointing sequel, yeah. It's the, it's the sequel no one really wanted. But, you know, um, Sarah was saying that uh, she's doing this uh, running thing and Sarah Millican talks in her ears... And says, "Go on, pet, you can do it." And uh, and she says, she said the other day that this is the hardest run, and you you may need to slow down during this one, but just don't stop, just keep going, because actually, in the in the hardest one is also when you grow the most, you get the most fitness. And Sarah said, "I felt like God was speaking through Sarah Millican, saying, you know, you might need to slow down, but just keep going, and actually, this is the one where we could really grow the most." So. Oh, that's holding on to that. I, I give a lot of advice, whether required or not, to runners, and that, that's one of the things I always say is, especially people who are new to running, you'll feel like you want to stop, but if you keep going, you'll discover you can, and that is one of the most important things about. You running. said that to me before I did my third half marathon, and I completely smashed my personal best. Yay! So you you are an inspiration to me. Oh, that's really nice. It's lovely. <laughs> How about you? How's lockdown treating you? Well, actually, we did we we banned talk of lockdown in the last podcast, didn't we? But we, oh, sorry, we're yeah. back. no, that's all right. We're back on it. Um, I, I've had enough. I could do with uh, the end of this lockdown now. I don't <laughs> mind spending a lot of time on my own, although you actually yeah. don't, ironically, because you're in a house with people all the time. Yeah, um, but I, I do feed off creative energy and. Mm. The very nature of something being locked down is that it is not teeming with potential. And yeah. that's sort of my approach to life is that every day is an opportunity, um, which is great and sustains me beautifully as a general outlook. But when every day doesn't feel like you're not quite sure where the next opportunity is, it's a bit tricky. And I work in congregational song. 
and there hasn't been a lot of it for quite a long time. Yeah. And, you know, you can be as creative as you like and and so on, but you do get to a point where you think, well, you know... I mean, actually, the resources we provided over the last year have been hoovered up by churches, yeah. and that's yeah. been really wonderful, but it's not really what we're about, producing videos and and things for, for online worship. But, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. hey, we're... We're making little plans and doing things. Um, but the 12-song challenge, actually, because it is an online thing and actually works really well online, is a, is a pretty great thing um, to have running alongside some of the other difficulties in our lives. Yeah, it's been pretty encouraging to see all the people getting their mugs from the last challenge from the last year. I know. <laughs> the creative videos on the, on the Facebook group of people. There was an unboxing one. Did you there see that one? There was a brilliant unboxing one, yeah. Really, really like that good. one. Um, and then uh, poor old Travis Ham did a bit of kintsugi with his broken oh, handle. Travis, poor Travis. I've actually sent Travis another one. Have you? Yeah, but don't tell him. Have you sent Dave Brackenbury another one, or is it just like he's had to no, live no, with it? No, I haven't sent one today. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they Rachel, Rachel's one broke as well. Yeah, I've sent one to Rachel as well. Oh, well done. Um, she didn't even want one. But they <laughs> now um, she's got to. Oh, <laughs> but that so far only three have broken, and that's it. I'm I'm kind of I, I will know. make good. Uh, it's it's fine. I can do it. I can make good anything. But um, I, I figured, um, you know, fingers crossed that out of whatever it is, ninety five or something, three wouldn't be bad. Turns out posting mugs around the world is much more difficult than I thought it was going to be when yes. I announced it a year ago. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, so this year you're doing books it. and the year after you're doing teddy bears or something that will That's it. Yeah. just bounce their way across It'll the world. It'll be e-cards next time. <laughs> <laughs> just little animated emails. Congratulations. E-cards are rubbish, aren't they? I know they are. They're just the worst. It's like, oh, you put to all that effort of sending me this e-card. Thank you. You do know you, what you've really done is send me an email. <laughs> if you've that. Given, you haven't even written it. <laughs> You've just given a slightly dubious company my email address. Thank yeah, you very much. Thank you. That is what's happened. Shall we dissect a classic? Let's. Dissect a classic. This month, we are going to dissect the classic song Open the Eyes of My Heart by Paul Baloch. Um, it was written in, well, published in 1997, so I guess written around that time. Um, Paul Baloch basically tells the story that he was in a spontaneous time of worship in a, in a ministry time which was a very common feature around the late 90s it may well be still in lots of churches but i think especially around that time very influenced by that vineyard model of worship teaching ministry so in this mm. ministry time um and you can imagine it can't you he just began singing it just strumming a few chords doing that little move from the major to the major seven and back mm. dun, dun, open the eyes of my heart and, and out it came um so Dear first, listener, you'd love to see Joel doing his little his little dance there as Paul Baloch <laughs> played his guitar between the major and the major seven. <laughs> I did. Um, so it began as a spontaneous song, and, and he says most of it just kind of poured out in that moment. Um, interestingly, it w- I think it was probably popularised, especially by the Michael W. Smith worship album, which I think was a seminal album yeah. uh, back at the beginning of two thousand. I mean, absolutely brilliant, actually. I, I love that album, um, and. You know, pretty much every song on there became a, a big staple in churches. Um, and then it's just a really interesting song to track the progress of it because mm. um, I'll come to this a bit more later, but nobody really knows the tune. 
And that includes <laughs> Paul Baloch, by the looks of it. <laughs> because if you listen to uh, Paul's original version, it's got a certain tune. Um, if you listen to Michael W. Smith's version, it's got a slightly different tune. Uh, some of it's subtly different, just little moves here and there, but actually in the chorus, quite substantially different. Um, if you listen to Paul Baloch's later recording of it, because I don't think he sort of did a studio recording of it for quite a long time, and then he's mm. got an album came out in um, 2010, I believe, um, and it sort of it, it was back to what clearly is the right tune, uh, but then he's changed some of the chords. Um, I found this beautiful Audrey Assad version of it, which I you got to listen to because it sounds just like Sinead O'Connor. Imagine <laughs> Sinead O'Connor doing Open Your Eyes of My Heart. Open my eyes, open my eyes. <laughs> it's exactly like that. It's gorgeous. Um, so it's really nice. Um, and the other thing, though, I, I'm making this point now, is that um, congregations don't know the tune either. So <laughs> I can't find a recording that has this. But Well, let me grab my guitar. So the first, first line, we're sort of all right. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of... And that's where we start departing. Because I've noticed congregations always go, Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. And that little lift doesn't seem mm. to be in any of the recorded versions. <laughs> but everybody does it. Or certain people do. I want to see... You. I remember my vicar once saying to me, Why do you always sing the tune wrong? And I was like, I'm not singing the tune wrong, you are. <laughs> and then the chorus. Um, to see you high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. Now that's how I sing it and always have. But Losh, I think it's just to see you high and lifted up. It's a different oh, syncopation. Really? Yeah. Shining in the light of your glory. Mm, so it starts on a different that. note altogether. I yeah. mean, to be fair to Paul Balosh, it's his song. That should be how it goes. <laughs> but it was popularised um, by another artist with another slightly different tune. Um, so anyway, that is the song. You know it. I mean, I've, that's basically how it goes. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. I want to see you. Simple as that. So um, what do you think, Sam? Hit me with one or two. What makes it? It is a classic. We we have this expression we use a stone cold classic. And occasionally, people <laughs> write in and say, "I've never heard of that song." How dare you say it's a stone cold classic? But I am going to put my mortgage on this one. This is a Oof. stone cold classic. Come on. Oof. Well, I haven't got the mortgage yet, so it should be fine. Uh, yes, I just I used this all the time back in the day. I mean, probably slightly less now, but I think it's just one of those songs that fits in a lot of contexts. And I think probably the simplicity really helps it. The fact that it's so repeated. So you sing, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. And you sing that again. And then you sing, I want to see you. And then you sing that again. And then you maybe repeat the whole thing. And and then you sing, holy, 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 mm. three times. And so, but that simplicity means that it kind of feels like it fits in a lot of places. Yeah. You know, whether you're opening, you know, open my eyes to see your word or open my eyes for guidance or open my eyes in this time of worship. It sort of sort of feels like it fits a lot of contexts. Um, That's such a helpful point, isn't it? That it, it... I mean, Balosh is so good at this, writing a simple yeah. song and not saying any more than he wants to say. And it's yeah. so easy to write too many words, too many verses. 
Uh, I mean, I, I love songs as well that have a lot of words, but it, for a song like this, it doesn't really need any additional words. And when you mm. add them, you start to narrow it. And what you're saying is that actually by just allowing us to fill in the gaps between the lines about what we mean exactly, it actually gives it real flexibility and makes it really useful. Yeah. How about you? Um, oh, so many things. So many things. I mean, I think this really is a classic. Like you, I, I sang it loads of times. I mean, I think it captured a particular moment uh, alongside some other songs like um, Redmond's Heart of Worship and other things like mm. that, which was about, in the 90s, really about encounter and intimacy in worship. And this is a sort of, I mean, I think it comes from Ephesians 1, but it, it kind of marries that with the idea of, of Isaiah 6 and the kind of the, the vision of seeing mm. God, of what, what I see when I see God. And actually, at a certain point, we were kind of, what a, when I draw near to God, maybe have a cuddle. And then people were starting to say, well, hang on, if you know, if you're going to open your eyes and see God, you're going to fall on your face. Yeah. And and so I think that, that was a that was a mood, that was a... Um, something so many people were aiming for in worship and so I think in that particular time um, it just does that really simple thing about just building tension by by subtle changes you know that first chord open the eyes and then just to, and then it's, there's a real tension in that because that's really unstable mm. learn to see you I haven't quite resolved but then do you do oh yes that simple move tension 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 resolve and then when you hit the chorus to see you high it's like suddenly goes into color it's been black and yeah. white all the time and suddenly um the song is in is in color do you know what it also has he has the magic six note range oh yes we've talked about this before haven't we yeah there are yeah, some yeah, classics yeah. out there give me a classic with a six note range uh, here I am to worship. Yeah, very good. Did you read that on my notes? I did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's another song which is so singable. And you can also well, Light of pitch the world. it anyway. Light of the World as well. That right? is Here I Am to Worship, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what did I mean? Your knowledge is extraordinary. I meant something else. <laughs> and uh, also that song, uh, King of All Days, is highly exalted. Yeah, that's good as well. Yeah, that yeah. one too. But just, so there's only six notes. Um, and in a world of... Quite a lot of the big songs out there have a range of 10, 11, 12 notes. Um, a six-noter uh, makes it incredibly accessible. Do you know what I also love? is I love the way it expresses in a simple way um, a, a good desire. Like, like It kind of describes something about worship and about encounter with God in just a really helpful way, but makes that a, a really good... Open the eyes of my heart. Because we could just sing, like, open my eyes, I want to see you, open my eyes. But just by using that little biblical phrase mm. and then making us realise that what we're describing here is something that is beyond a sensory experience, um, it's actually really helpful in shaping what we understand is actually going on, um, should we be drawing near to God and encountering him. Mm. Um, do you have any... For new listeners, what we always do at this point is then... Um, humbly boldly and foolishly make suggestions for how we would improve it we often bring our songs to one another you'll you'll hear this going forward sam and i often play our songs to each other and we say oh, i like that bit i don't like that bit maybe you can improve it like this so we like to have a little look at these and treat them in the same way and what would you have to say to mr blosh i've got to say that i love the verse and i love the holy holy bit and i don't completely love the chorus 
And I think it's because I'm kind of waiting for that Ephesians 1 stuff to pay off. Mm. So I want, you know, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope he has called you to, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparable great power for those of us who believe. You know, it's just got so much about, you know, the hope. And then instead what we get is a bit, which I think is a quote from Isaiah 57 about him being high and lifted up. And I I feel like he doesn't really go where I kind of expected it to go in that chorus. Um, and I also think that there's a sense in which sometimes when I'm singing Open the Eyes of My Heart, I don't just mean I want to see Christ. I think that's a, maybe a trope of worship in the 90s or something is that yeah. we were kind of worshipping Jesus high and exalted on the throne. But actually, you know, I think we're, maybe we, I don't know. I can't say that I've really had that experience, particularly in worship, but I have seen, I have sensed the presence of Jesus amongst us and I've seen him at work in our lives and I've seen his a sense of his kingdom breaking in. Yeah. And I've, I've had a go at, at times of trying to think, could I read, because I wanted to sing that verse and then have a chorus that says to see you in the everyday, to see your kingdom breaking in, to see, to see, see other things rather than just Jesus on the throne high and exalted. Um, so, I mean, maybe that's just the problem is with what I'm asking of the song rather than with the song itself. But I feel this slightly missing a trick there. Do you know what? It's not unknown for Paul Balosh to take choruses from his songs and turn them into choruses to Christmas carols and other such things. <laughs> I, I reckon yeah. he could do it. I reckon he could write yeah. a, a chorus B so you can sing it in a different way and it'd probably be really good. Oh, Paul, uh, please do. Yeah. I, I think um, I just I, it's a brilliant song. I love it. It's a, I think his ability to package something in just such a singable pop song kind of shape um, mm. is, I, th- I think, pretty much unparalleled, actually, amongst... Mm. Um, Christian songwriters within this genre um, but there is that thing that nobody seems to know the tune to it and you sort of make up your own local version but you have to kind of eventually say well see if I'd listened to Paul sing I'd probably have gone yeah I like that tune it works great but what it turns out is it's a song that can have several connected tunes and they all seem to work and everyone seems to be pretty happy with them yeah and that probably is a testament to the quality of the the broader songwriting within it that we're kind of happy to make it up and it really works yeah um and it's probably because it has a kind of you know it's got a kind of four chord trick to it and and that that's a great package so uh, yeah, yeah my my critique was actually a pretty Pretty rubbish critique, because it turns out it's really good. Thank you very much, Paul Balosh. We love your song. 12-song challenge. Joe, what's the 12-song challenge? Oh, it's funny you should ask, because we're about to relaunch the 12-song challenge, beginning from the 1st of April 2021. Oh, you'd like an answer. But what, but what is it, Joe? Oh, what is it? Okay. The 12-song challenge is, at its heart, a community of songwriters which might surprise you because it sounds like it should be a, a challenge. And it is, but really it's about the community. It's a community yeah. across the globe, actually, from people who have never written a song before through to people who've had several albums published and whose songs are sung in churches here and there, um, working together 
to help each other become the best songwriters they can be. And um, in a simple answer, we set a challenge every month. We all have a go at writing it. We share it with each other and then we, we move on. Yeah. And it's become so much more than just about me and you, which is probably a good thing. Um, you know, we might, you know, help come up with the challenges and set them and comment on them. But actually, in the early days, it used to be about me and you coming and sharing the songs that you and I had written. Yeah. And actually, it's become far more about the songs that the whole community is writing. And I'm more, you know, I'm still trying to do the challenge myself, but I'm interested and excited about what everyone is writing and and how everyone is helping one another rather than just a few people, you know, a bunch of people writing and then a few people being the commenters or the the important voices. Everyone has got a voice. Everyone's got a part to play in helping shape each other's songs. Yeah. It sort of doesn't need us anymore. Well, it needs us a bit, but it it has a life (laughs) of its own. I I think it's wonderful. And it's born out of our experience that what we've always done from the beginning of Razan Worship is to write stuff, share it with each other, feedback, critique, hone it, take it away, bring it back. And it's, that has shaped us as songwriters. And what we really wanted to do was just share that opportunity and encourage other people to write songs that way. Yeah. So is the point of it that people get 12 songs by the end of the year? Yes and no. Obviously, <laughs> in a sense, that's the means to the end. And the end, the goal is to become better songwriters, really. That's what it's for. We don't expect those 12 songs written on bizarre, wonderful themes necessarily to be mm. all that useful you hopefully you will get a bit of gold in there mm. um but actually it's about developing a sustained habit of songwriting and it's also about what we learn both by listening to the critique of others but also by feeding back on other people's songs it's such an important way of learning um, and i just think loads of creatives will say i i make my best work when i do a lot of work yeah. So we just want to be a place that is encouraging songwriters to be constantly songwriting so that when a moment comes where they've got to write something for their church or whatever it might be, they're in the best place to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that sort of classic thing of darkening the page, isn't it? Rather than sitting waiting for inspiration to strike, actually just getting something down on the page. Sometimes the, the slightly offbeat themes are quite helpful in that because you wouldn't necessarily have chosen to write a song on women of the bible or whatever but that offbeat theme you know pushes you into writing something and and then as you say yeah you you can you can come out with a song that you want to use and share or whatever but more importantly you've learned about writing through that process yeah so what we'll do is every month first of the month we will give you a new challenge and it will usually be a theme or a style or some combination we'll launch it on this podcast We'll include ideas about um, how you might approach it. We may well have interviews with people who have got stuff to offer into that particular theme. It'll go up on our website. It'll go out on an email. Um, and then alongside that, there's going to be some online writing days. And depending on exactly what happens in the next year, there may well be a few meetups as well. Um, and then we just share our songs together. We have an online forum that we use. Uh, you do a rough recording of your song. It doesn't have to be fancy. In fact, in some ways, it's better if it's not. We mm. can we can pretty much all tell what a song is like without a fancy arrangement. You record it, post it up, and then we feed back and we help each other and we uh, encourage, but we critique and we give constructive feedback. Mm. And then what we like to do as well is the the following month review what what happened um what were the songs that we listened to how did it we go and feature a few of those on on the podcast as well 
And there isn't a template, is there, for like what those songs ought to sound like. So, you know, we've got some people that are hymn writers or they're maybe lyricists first and they're struggling more with the music. We've got some people that are very much in the kind of contemporary worship genre, people who are more in the folky thing or the, you know, just a whole range. And and some people that, uh, I mean, we are a worship song challenge but some people are erring more towards the performance thing or that's just the song that comes out that month and sometimes it's far more in the in the kind of gathered worship thing i just i like the diversity of styles and backgrounds and stuff that yeah. it's, it's it's not you know and anyone's welcome with any kind of style or i mean we, approach. What we aim for congregational but what congregational actually means in your context is determined by the context but we also yeah. say you know aim there but if something else comes out, then just follow that. You know, go. Yeah. If, if I've tried a number of times to write something in congregational, it's ended up sounding like a John Denver song, and um, <laughs> I, you know, just follow that. Then okay, well that's the you song I've got for this month. My yeah. I thought that was a good one. I thought people liked that. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk about the reward here because, um, in, in a sense, getting twelve songs at the end of it is a good reward. Getting better at writing songs is a good reward. Um, having an international community of friends mm. who share your interests and and um, who you've got to know through a supportive and loving and generous community is a reward. But we also know from experience that it's quite difficult to keep going through the 12 mm. months. So this last year, we we offered this mug. It was the 12 Song Challenge mug. If you did all twelve challenges, you would get um, you would get your mug, and it made a huge difference. Actually, I yeah. think maybe three times as many people actually finished the year all to get the mug. Now you've already heard that a few of the mugs broke. Um, we might not do a mug again, and they're really hard to post um, once you're kind of going overseas. It's crazy. Anyway, um, so this year we're going to do the 12 song challenge yearbook and it's going to be for everybody who finishes the challenge, completes it, does the 12 months, um, we'll get a copy. It'll be nicely printed and within it will be one song from everybody who finishes the challenge. So it's going to be a nice. really fantastic memento, and you can kind of choose your favourite one from the challenge that you did. Um, and, I mean, what an amazing songbook to have at the end, yeah. end of it. And we've already seen people writing songs, um, helping each other, and then taking them away and singing them in their churches. Yeah. Uh, there are other places you can go on the internet if you want to um, post your songs up and hope that people might want to take them and sing them. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I doubt very many people go to the completely public access, anybody can post a song places and go and get a song. Mm. But I do know that in this community, because we're brought Mm. into it together, people Mm. are singing each other's songs and it's kind of bypassing the industry and just getting on and doing stuff, which I think is really exciting. Come on. Yeah. So what's new for this year, Joel? Well, funny you should ask that because there are some new things for this year. The first Fourth is, season, we're messing with it. I know. Well, the first thing is that we, um, you know, when we started out, it was literally, you know, we'll send you an email once a month. Good luck. Or virtually. I think we had somewhere to share, didn't we? We, had, we did have, to have some sort of online forum. But we've we now got a more dedicated part of our website. So you'll be able to come along and we'll post all the challenges. We'll post um, tutorial stuff, videos link you know all, all kinds of things that will be it'll be a sort of a home for all the resources that you need so that's great um a new feature is the joker 
Oh, I'm quite excited about this. Um, so the I'm Joker. Joker. I'm a smoker. Uh, well, that, that's actually a do- bit of a dodgy song, isn't it? Some people call me Maurice. <laughs> when you play the Joker, yeah. you are basically allowed to post any song you want that month. So, because uh, they can be quite tough. Um, and also, sometimes you, you just find yourself thinking, well, actually, I lead worship in a church and I'm writing a song for my church I want to sing in two weeks. And it would be more useful to me to get some feedback on that. So you get to play your Joker once it's, once in one month and that is either because you just can't do it and it's too difficult or because actually it really helps you and and that's something you want to do yeah so that is the joker um we're also upping the ante a little bit so this is going to scare some people um in order to properly participate and become a finisher you have to write one new song every month so that's standard it has to be the point is it's got to be a new song we don't want you to post one that you wrote three months ago that happens to be on the theme because the whole point of the challenge is getting us writing the other thing is you have to post three constructive comments on other people's songs in a month which means you've got to have a listen think of something helpful to say so it's the one and the three and um when you break it down and you think, so you're basically saying, I've got to post 36 comments on songs in one year, you kind of think, yeah, I could probably do that, actually. Yeah. That, doesn't, that doesn't sound too tricky. Um, because the, the kind of, there's a couple of golden rules we have. One is, um, one is a kind of spirit of generosity. And it's really important to say this, actually. The way this works is nobody's coming in claiming shares of each other's songs. Mm. Within this forum, within this community, we say, you bring a song you're working on, we'll help you with it, and then you take it away and do whatever you want to do with it. It's your song. And yep. you do the same for me, and that's how it's going to function. You can run things however you want anywhere else, but in this community, <laughs> it's all about a spirit of generosity. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is, if you bring your song and ask for feedback, you've got to feedback on someone else's. And that's why we have this thing of trying to get you bring it, but you contribute to three people. And it's doable. It doesn't take it a long time. And it's part of um, being part of the community. And then the other, the final thing that will be different is we are going to vary a little bit, whether it's a kind of bring your song for the whole community to feedback on, which can be quite a lot, you know, hundreds of people, um, mm. or whether we put people into smaller kind of writing groups where they then know they're going to get feedback from five or six people and so on. It'll be a bit more um, interrelation. In, in, yep, relation. It'll be what? Sorry? Yeah, it would be better. <laughs> um, so that that is the that is the 12 song challenge. That is what's going to happen. Um I guess the final thing that is new for this year is we've never charged for it before, but we are going to charge this year. Um I do know from having done a little look around the internet that the the charge we are putting on it really is a tiny fraction of what it might cost to do similar kinds of things elsewhere. And it is there because it, it is quite an effort to run this thing and we have to invest in technology and we have to spend time and, and so on. So it's, it, and actually we want to invest in increasingly having a, a, a forum with, with, in which songwriters can interact. So it's kind of, it's mm. part of that, but we are a charity, so we don't want to set it high um, and we even have a concession, which if you are on a low income, there is a very cheap way into it for you, if that's something that you need. But basically, it's £36 for the year, or if you want to spread it through the year, it's 3 99 a month. And here's what we've said. For the first 50 days of it starting, or from whenever you join, 
if you don't, if you decide you actually can't manage it, it's not going to work. We'll just give you that thirty-six pounds back. So you've got a nice long period to say, I'll give it a go. And if if you don't want to, and likewise with the monthly thing, if you want to stop at some point, then a bit like Amazon Prime or something, it will just run to the end of the month, and then and then you're free to go. We don't want you to stop because we think it's really brilliant. Um, yeah. But also recognise that sometimes we take on things like this, like joining a gym after new year and um quickly wish we hadn't committed <laughs> to 12 full months so that uh yeah there you go that's really exciting and we've got some new um forum family haven't we as well this time we have last year we had forum mum keiko forum dad david who just helped a bit in terms of getting stuck in and i helped a bit they did you know, looking at everybody's songs and they come on the podcast and tell us what's going on. And uh, Andy Clark and Rachel Wilhelm kindly agreed to be forum uh, uncle and aunt this time as well. I mean, we can call them what we like, but we're just kind of growing the group a little bit of people who are going to be checking in and uh, and keeping an eye on things and feeding back on what's happening. And, and also Rachel has, is looking forward to hosting some online writing days for us as well with uh, United Adoration that she works with as well. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. So I guess I would want to encourage people to, if you got to the end of this and you thought, yes, it sounds exciting, to tell your friends, uh, you know, oh, yeah. put it out on social media, tell yeah. people... Um, if you did it last year and you enjoyed it, you know, please do share that with your friends because that's the best way to, to get the word out. And also do keep feeding back to us. You know, we love our, uh, Facebook group and we love, you know, all the kind of feedback that we get and the ideas. And if you've got ideas for a challenge or ideas for just ways that we could, you know, keep growing this and improving it, do just feed those in because, uh, it's all about the community. It is all about the community. Um, yeah, get in touch with us. We love hearing from you. I just did a thumbs up there. <laughs> you couldn't see it. Well, sounds great radio, it. man. Thanks. Thanks very much. Well, that's all we've got for this month. We will be back, I think, at the beginning of April with the first podcast of the 12 Song Challenge. Uh, so excited to see you then. Do get in touch with us in the meantime. Sign up, go to resoundworship.org forward slash 12 song challenge or go to our website and click the links through or Google it or find us on Facebook and you'll find your way in. Um, and we're going to finish with a featured song as we always do. And this one is one, actually one that I wrote in the 12 song challenge last year. And it is a song that came out pretty early on in the pandemic. It's probably the simplest song I've written. So it's got three lines and it's designed just to be a a simple prayer response with a load of space in it in which you can add your own prayers. And I kind of hope that um, churches might be able to use this live as well, improvise in between in a slight kind of taise way. But but actually just as a recording, it's you know got this beautiful bit of Keiko playing the cello and James on guitar. And um, it, it's a bit of space and then something to gather up the prayers. Lord, have mercy. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Lord. Have mercy, Christ, have mercy, Lord, have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy, Christ, have mercy, Lord, have mercy.
Mm-hmm.